1: You're listening to Titans Time. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast. My name is Tanner Staggs, and I am here, as always, with my brother, Tyler Staggs. Tyler, before we get into the content of the show and get everything kicked off, go ahead. It's plug time. Let's get everything in and let them know how they can support us.
0: If you want to support us, guys, if you're listening to the audio pod, make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever it is on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Also, make sure you rate us five stars, leave us some comments, questions on there. We really appreciate that. If you're watching on the YouTube video, go down, red subscribe button, turn it gray, click the bell beside that, post notifications on so you never miss when we upload a video, like the video, share the video, and go down and leave us some comments on the video. Y'all been doing a really good job of liking the video here lately. Let's get those comments rolling too. We really love that interaction. And guys, the last way to really support the podcast is the merch. Go check the merch out. Go to Titans dash time my Shopify. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot slash collections.
1: Also, make sure that you're following us on social media, the ones that we're most active on. Twitter is Titans underscore Time. Facebook is just Titans Time, and then Instagram is Titans Time Podcast. All right, Tyler, let's get into the show. Um, Today, uh, one of the most important things that there is to talk about is, um, luckily, something that we have not had to talk about since last season, but also, unfortunately, something that we're having to bring back up, and that is COVID-19. So why don't you just go ahead get, yeah, COVID-19, just take it over here.
0: COVID-19 and the Titans, and, you know, the media absolutely just – any chance to drag the Titans through the mud, like, oh, look, look what's happening. The Titans are having another outbreak. Oh, oh this and that. You know, they – they went down to Tampa, and some of them went out to dinner with Ryan Suckup, and he has it, like, come on now. It, the Titans didn't have any trouble with this until they went down to Tampa, and they've even come out and said that any of the players that went to dinner with Ryan Suckup, they haven't tested positive. So, tell me how that's the Titans' fault. And even I can't, I can't tell you, you know, even. Bruce Arians with his comments I don't know if you've seen those or not but he's like you know I I run a tighter ship down here in Tampa Bay and you know the the Titans come down here and they just had to learn the hard way and okay dude you you got your damn kicker that's on the reserve COVID list as well so don't get too all high and mighty there just because you won the Super Bowl last year.
1: Okay so first of all here's here's my thing it's like unfortunate and just absolutely not a good thing to see not, not only just from the Tennessee Titans, but anyone in the NFL that is testing positive for COVID, but like why the media Bruce Arians, whoever it is, why do you have to come and and drag the organization through the mud? Like you said, like it is a contagious virus. and, And listen, Nobody can be 100 percent perfect about it. Honestly, I just don't believe that there's any room to, for for them to be placing blame on the Tennessee Titans for this small outbreak.
0: It could have happened to any anything. team
1: anywhere. Then, That's exactly my point. That 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 was better words to put it in right there.
0: Here's the biggest thing, I guess, is the fact of last year with the Titans and then this year with the Titans. You know, other teams have put players on the reserve COVID list. But the Titans are now up to seven players and two coaches on the list. So it seems like when it hits them, you know, it's not just like, okay, we got one or two guys going. The the list every day just keeps growing a little bit more. And I guess that's why, you know, people do that. But a positive is, you know, no pun intended here, that the Titans... You know, this is happening before the regular season. So we're not having to see them forfeit any games right now. Right. It gives Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill, and some of the other guys on the list to get completely better to get back out there. Now, I know I'm going to say that probably all the players on this list have been fully vaccinated because the Titans, John Robinson said today, that the Titans are at 97-98% fully vaccinated. Or have antibodies. Or have antibodies. So, and Mike Vrabel has said, other than a couple symptoms over the past couple days, you know, he he feels great now. So, basically, in order to get back, they either have to wait 10 days and not be showing symptoms after that, or they have to be not showing symptoms and in a 48-hour period have two negative tests, and then they can rejoin the team. So, Mike Vrabel, he's not going to be there on Saturday. He hasn't had a negative test yet. Ryan Tannehill just got put on the list today. No way he's going to be there. Which, not like
1: he was probably going to play all that much anyways.
0: Right, and then you have the special teams coach, Craig Ackerman, who earlier this week when Vrabel had first tested positive – he was Craig Akerman was the one running practices. He was the one breaking them down. Everything else. And this this week the Titans did ramp up their uh, protocols even more. Even though everyone is pretty much vaccinated, they start telling they told their players, "Look, if you're inside the facility, you need to be wearing a mask. When we're doing our meetings and stuff, we're gonna have you in the bubble so you can spread out a little bit more. You know, have a little bit more social distancing." So. You know, they're they're taking these extra steps to make sure other players hopefully don't test positive. And well, and, well there's also well, and some of this may not even be them testing positive. It could just be that close contact. Right. I,
1: I believe, um, so not all of the players and coaches that are in the protocol, um, not all of those are for positive tests. That exactly. Is, yeah, that that um well, I don't know that it's necessarily confirmed. Uh this article is that I have pulled up right now is actually from eight minutes ago um so well technically now it's probably a little bit longer than that but but whatever i had it pulled up since the beginning of the show and it was from eight minutes ago um that is from i'm not sure if it names the source to be honest um but let me check um
0: i I know i know i know um yeah, so it doesn't say who,
1: but it does say that it's from a source. Don't exactly know what that means or how credible that is, but it's from a source. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I have it from a source that we're the best Titans podcast the, out there, but... It's, it's like the tweets
1: that uh w- during the off-season that would say, like, weeks, especially the, the p- off-season before this one... Um well, sources say that Jadavian Clowney signed with the Tennessee Titans. I have my sources. And it's like two months before he even ever made it. So anyways, let's continue on.
0: So we've named three of the people on the COVID list for the Titans. Then you have Harold Landry, Jeremy McNichols, Nick Zubner, Anthony Rush, Jeff Swain, and Justin March-Lillard. So only you know a couple, I guess, bigger names from players that are going to be starting for the titans but again this is something that's happening before the regular season i'm guessing all of these guys are vaccinated i know ryan Tannehill and mike vrabel are and harold landry so 10 days and they're back so right. you know there i think someone said even if tannahill's out the 10 days he still gets back by you know the the sunday before uh the the opening week. Right, which is good So great. that gives him time to get back in a rhythm. But it it does suck a little bit because we've seen Julio Jones actually start getting back out on the practice field some this week. He hasn't done a whole lot. I think there was one day where he kind of done the, we've seen the whole starting offense out there and they done like a jog through against maybe the scout team defense. So that's really the first time him and Tannehill have gotten to work together in a team period in a little while. And you can go back and forth on this all day long. People are going to have different opinions just like with anything. But I do think it will be important for Tannehill to get back that week before so that him and Julio can get some practice in and really get that timing down. Because before this... When Julio originally got injured in that one practice, he was out of practice for, I think, 20-something days before he reappeared. And now he's starting to get back. Granted, again, he hasn't done much. Usually after, like, the stretching period, he's running off and either doing wind sprints or something else. But, you know, this could have been time for them to get that connection down even more.
1: Well... Shocker, believe it or not, I'm going to throw out an opinion that's a little bit contrarian to yours. Contrarian.
0: Uh, that That's a word. That is a word. That is a <laughs> word.
1: Um, so, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I, I, so I disagree with you a little bit. I know no, it, that's it, a shocker.
0: No, here's what I'm wanting to say. I'm not saying that it's that big of a deal, but it could be something that helps a little bit more, like having that timing down. Because... I'm not that worried about it because if Tannehill's going to be back a week before the opening game against the Cardinals, that whole week in practice, they can be working on things. They may not be 100% on the same page, but they're two veteran guys.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. It's not going to matter. Ryan Tannehill is going to be Ryan Tannehill. And say what you want about Ryan Tannehill, but I know that early in his career he was not an elite quarterback. Now – Ryan Tannehill is an elite quarterback.
0: Well, and also, and he's he's, uh,
1: he's going to be able to get on page with Julio just like that. And like,
0: he already has that connection with A.J. Brown and Anthony Ferguson. But with Julio, I mean, you have a guy whose catch radius is just insane. Like, just put it in the area. Exactly. You know, put, put it close to him. More than likely, he's going to come down with it. So
1: just don't put him in a situation where he might end up coming back down awkwardly. Because that seems to be a trend with Julio. It it, it seems like it happens every single year. Sometime during the season, he goes down in, like, practice or just some crazy time. He has an awkward landing, and then it's like he's uh, he plays games most of the time, but it's always, like, last second. Like, he's always – in your fantasy football lineup, he's always got that cue beside him all the time. So So –
0: Right quick before we keep talking more about practice, and yes, we're talking about practice, but want to say obviously prayers and get well soon to all the players on the COVID list. Hopefully, their families stay health healthy. Also, want to send prayers out to Waverly after all of that rain and the flooding that they have. You know, hopefully, I know the Titans are going to do their part to be helping out over there, and you know it. It's just a bad situation over there, so praying for all of them and everyone who's lost family and I, all that.
1: I thought that the football field situation from the Tennessee Titans was pretty awesome. Right, I um, think they're
0: going to let uh, the Waverly team play one or two games I, at yeah, Nissan I, Stadium. I mean,
1: off, offering up to two games is like, I mean, that's awesome. That's – I and, mean, you're playing at freaking Nissan Stadium. Yeah, like,
0: you're playing at Nissan Stadium, and how awesome would it be if – they had a big enough turnout to fill Nissan Stadium because, you know, just people wanting to go and support them. Right. Yeah. And because, you know, most high school football stadiums, or I'm not even going to say stadiums really, but stands aren't going to hold nowhere near as many people as right. Nissan this, Stadium. Right. This is, this is not Texas. Like, <laughs> so, so.
1: And obviously, the situation that has gotten them that offer is. Unfortunate, right? Like
0: it's a bad situation, but
1: still, you—I mean, absolutely an awesome offer from the Titans, and I mean, the football team. If if they end up do getting a chance, which I'm sure they're going to take them up on that offer, I mean, I'm sure that they're just going to think that's awesome, and that's that's something that that just honestly is just a memorable thing. You know, like I, I played a game at Nissan Stadium. So, anyways. Um, I want to talk about someone that is on the COVID list that is – I don't know whether or not they will have a chance to be – I'm assuming that they want um, a chance to be back for this preseason game. If they do not play, I think it's going to be really, really just a bad situation for them. That is Jeremy McNichols. Um, I feel like he really needs that opportunity to go
0: out and play. Now, I, I'm just going to tell you, I think even if Jeremy McNichols went out and played, he – I don't see him making that running back room. I I don't. You have Makai Sargent who has Dude, I mean just emerged and he's got to be a, a fan favorite, right? Like I, I I've just seen praise for him from all the Titans fans and you know, I'm hoping that he makes this team because I mean, I said it in my reaction video to the last game. The the two preseason games that the Titans have played, he's led them in rushing. Jeremy McNichols against the Buccaneers had negative rushing yards. And Sargent just, he would not take no. He was not going down in the backfield. And again, he's a smaller back, but he's dragging five, six guys, 10 yards down the field.
1: Uh, He's an absolute beast. By the way, if Bruce Arians were running a tighter ship down in Tampa Bay, I don't think the score would have looked quite (laughs) like it did. Um, Even though it was a preseason game, don't think it would have quite looked like that. Um, but go back, watch that, uh, preseason reaction video, because obviously we're not going to go that deep into it in this episode. Go back and check that out on our YouTube channel.
0: You have a very good point about McNichols, like this game, not just for him, but a lot of other people. And they have to hope that they don't test positive. This is your make or break game to make this final 53 man roster.
1: Exactly. There's only, only three this year, only three games,
0: you know, that. That's really big, and if you're not out there, then, you know, you've, you're have you losing your chance to show something that you may not have been able to show yet, or maybe you've been working your ass off and proving yourself, proving yourself, but you're not able to play this game, and next thing you know, another guy steps up, and they're like, man, we, we got to go with him.
1: Exactly. You know, the, the guy behind you, he makes that play, or he you know, he he does whatever it is that they need to do to get that edge over you and you're just not able to to play in the game I mean, and give it a fighting chance.
0: Maybe you've been close with this person in camp and you're battling for this spot and they're able to go out and play and just have a game.
1: Exactly. So that was the point that I wanted to make about uh, McNichols there. Um, And,
0: you know, you brought up a guy who this game could be big for I'm going to bring up a guy who had a big game this last preseason game and then has still translated it to practice, and that's Elijah Molden, who right now Chris Jackson's out. And for you know the first preseason game and even through camp, you know we were maybe thinking, man, is he going to be our starting slot cornerback? Right. Like, or is this what we're going to have to deal with? And then Elijah Molden finally gets his chance to play, and – Played lights out, and I—that needs to be our starting slot corner, Elijah Molden. Lock him in, and even in practice, he went up earlier this week over Cam Batson. Which I know Cam Batson smaller receiver, but it's not like Elijah Molden is Caleb Farley size. You know, if Caleb Farley out jumped uh, Cam Batson for to get an interception, you'd be like. That'd be uh, like
1: me out jumping you.
0: I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I mean uh, just but, I mean, even actually more of a height advantage for right, Farley. Yeah, yeah. But you have Elijah Molden who's five ten. They're similar in size and he's skying up above Cam bats and getting the interception. Now, he did get beat by Mason Kenzie on a deep corner route later on in practice. But still, I mean he's a guy who's making He was a late third-round pick, and he's showing I'm here. I mean, with how the Titans' corners have been playing, I know Caleb Farley, He's you can tell he's still knocking the rust off. Exactly. But once he gets that rust knocked off, we have our young cornerback core of Elijah Molden, Christian Fulton, and Caleb Farley, I'm starting to get really excited about those three.
1: Chris Jackson is also young. Chris Jackson is also young. You're, even though he might not be great right now, you can still be excited about Chris Jackson.
0: He needs to show me a little bit more before I get excited about Chris Jackson. You, you know... He needs to show me a little... Don't sit over there and act all high and mighty like you've been some Chris Jackson praiser. No. You... I, you don't, don't even. All I'm saying <laughs> is that... He- He's got the
1: potential there to to turn into something. I mean, you, I don't, you can't rule him out yet. Anyways, and then you also have to look back to the safeties, and there's a lot to be excited about there. There's Amani Hooker, who it, honestly, I mean, I feel like we've been high on Amani Hooker since we first started this podcast.
0: We have. Like, we
1: have, abs- yeah. Um, I thought— Especially you. I thought he would find his role as the slot corner. I mean, I really you, thought, you did. That, I thought that was where he was going to be. But I think things are working out better um, the way that it, that it is now. Um, right. and, I, and the re- really the reason that I thought he would um, find his role there was because I thought that Kenny Vaccaro would be with the team for longer. And so I thought, well, okay, that's the spot he's going to be able to get into the quickest and start to make an impact. But obviously different plans for Kenny Vaccaro, and that just goes to show you that just because you feel feel some way about somebody – before the season or at the beginning of the off season, that does not mean that they will be on the roster by the time the next season comes around. That's so. right,
0: and I, I think it worked out just like it needed to. We have Hooker back there at one of the safety positions. Again, I'm, I'm just going to repeat this. Elijah Molden needs to be our starting slot cornerback. He just – and I've seen other people make this comparison, and I, I thought this at first too – how the Titans moved Logan Ryan around and done different things with him. Granted, Logan Ryan was older at the time when they were really doing more of this. So, you know, maybe he didn't make as big a plays, but these corner blitzes, they would bring him on. Him getting the sacks. Elijah Molden, they blitzed him a lot from that slot corner spot and he was getting pre you know, he was getting close, did have that one sack where I mean, the he knew the linemen were bigger than him. Just went right between their legs, slid down, bear crawl, get up, get the quarterback. So, you know, he's he's making plays. He's younger than Logan Ryan was, so he's got he still has that speed, and he's able to do this stuff. But at the same time, another comparison to a smaller corner the Titans had in the past courtland finnegan i knew i 100
1: percent knew you were going there
0: and, and i will you know shout out the guys at a to z sports austin uh stanley and i can't remember Zach bingham yeah, but i think he had someone else on oh, with well, him when he first sorry. mentioned that I, uh, I was just coming off luke, the top of my head there. luke uh Yeah, yeah Warsham. and you know because I, I did hear them say that on their podcast and i had been thinking about the logan ryan comparison i'd already been thinking that but then when they mentioned courtland finnegan i'm like you know what? They're they're right. I mean he's he's a smaller guy, but he brings that attitude of not backing down. Let's so. just
1: hope that he doesn't um come into contact with Andre Johnson <laughs> at any point in time. <laughs> I don't in think his he has career.
0: To, I don't think he has to worry about that.
1: So um now I want to move to a position that has been a hot topic throughout training camp, throughout the start of the preseason. And Tell me, you're talking about wide receivers. I'm talking about wide receivers. Um, I want to get your opinion on the wide receiver room right now, as it stands. Um, honestly, as much as to fill the people in that are that are listening to the podcast to fill me in, because um, I really only know what I have heard from you for the past five or six days, and what I had, what little bit I have seen on Twitter. Uh, for the past five or six days. I couldn't watch the game on Saturday because I was been, working all you've day. You've been having a big, and then busy schedule not, here lately. I haven't had time to catch back up and, and go back and watch it. Um, so I, I just kind of just want to know how things – I want to know if it's still the way that it was last time. I kind of knew how things were going down. So it's starting to get a
0: little bit more interesting going into this last preseason game.
1: I know that Des Fitzpatrick was able to end up with a touchdown in the it, last preseason game. It,
0: he got a touchdown. It – it wasn't necessarily a confident touchdown. He brought in—I mean, he caught the ball with his body, and you know the throw probably could have been a little bit better and helped him out on that some. But he did get—he did get a touchdown.
1: Well, let me guess. Matt Barkley threw it.
0: Um, I think Logan Woodside was the one that threw it. Yeah, it was Logan Woodside because Barkley had two touchdown passes—one to Sargent and one to Mason Kenzie. The one to Mason Kenzie. Oh, my God. That's another <laughs> thing
1: I want to talk about before we end the show is the quarterbacks, but let's continue oh, on with wide We're
0: going to get to the quarterbacks because, you know, there's some interesting stuff going into this week. I'm beginning it's, to flip. Well, it it's really a competition right now right? is the thing. But going back to the receivers, Des Fitzpatrick. So earlier this week, Christian Fulton, he's been having an amazing camp, been having an amazing couple preseason games where he's played. Des Fitzpatrick beat. Christian Fulton, on a deep, on a deep route, caught the pass for a long touchdown. And apparently, he's made a couple more really good catches. So, it's one of those things where back pushed against the wall, and he's, he's starting he's, to show something. He's starting to make some things happen, which is a good
1: trait to have. That's a trait so, that that as a coach, would you not sort of see that as okay? This kid started to have some
0: pressure on him. You you also have to ask yourself, you know, is it too late? You know, has he waited a little bit too long to have this start happening? I
1: think a lot will depend on how the next preseason game goes.
0: And and that's why I'm excited to see it. Um, But right now, and I think I actually commented back to one person that commented on our last video. A lot of people are high on Mason Kinsey. We're high on Mason Kinsey. The problem you run into, though, and I even said this to them, is are the Titans going to be willing to keep two smaller receivers? Because more than likely, we're talking about them keeping five or six receivers. They may surprise us and keep seven. I think it'll be six. So let's just base it off six. Right. You have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Josh Reynolds has he got hurt again this week, so that one that one could go up in the air a little bit.
1: He's going to make the team,
0: I, but I mean, so right now we're going to lock in.
1: I mean, do you agree with that? His placement is questionable, but he's going to make the team. I, don't don't do this.
0: The money don't, here's the thing. Don't the money. Do, don't really I, look at the money. He's, it doesn't matter. He's making less than two million on a one year deal. Do you think there, it would really bother them that much to cut him? I'm, look, I have to play a little bit of devil's advocate here on that. I mean, really, I know you are a Josh I think Reynolds it would guy. bother
1: them to cut him because he's going to end up on another team. And honestly, okay, if they
0: let, – Okay, let's just say that let's lock him in for now. Let's and, lock him in. So, <laughs> A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Josh Reynolds, you have Chester Rogers. Who's going to make the I team. Mean, He's going to make the team because – Special teams. Special teams, but he's also come up with some big catches. And, you know, so that, that helps out. Right. You know, if, if you get your quarterback's trust and they know that they can go to you in big situations, that helps out. But he had a return against the Buccaneers that got called back. Yes, he got caught by the kicker. The kick That kicker had a hell of an <laughs> angle, though. I'm just going to tell you. But – he solidified his spot there. Now, this is where it can get tricky because Marcus Johnson, he's, he was having a good count. Things were going good, but here lately, haven't heard as much about him. So could, could he be dropping off? You have Mason Kenzie who has, last two preseason games, led the Titans receivers in yards. He he got a touchdown in training camp. He had two touchdowns the other day. Elijah Molden, who had a good game against the Buccaneers. Mason Kinsey was the one that burned him on that deep corner route. So he's, he's showing things. A, a lot of people just, I say a lot of people, there's other people out there who believe he deserves to make this team. I'm leaning towards he deserves to make this team. There's some people out there who label him as a practice squad guy. But
1: is there a spot but for him to make the team?
0: That's that's the million dollar question. I mean it, it is. Because again, the Titans, for the most part, want bigger receivers that can block. Yeah, that can honestly And when you already have Chester Rogers who's we're assuming is a lock, you're basically you have you would be keeping two guys there that fill the same role for you yeah
1: yeah, who basically fills the position that Mason Kinsey would fill if he wasn't there I mean Mason Kinsey if he were to beat out Chester Rogers he would be the punt returner kicker like that is the role that he would play and honestly Chester Rogers plays that punt return kick return role better
0: so and then you have again another guy Des Fitzpatrick who's starting to come on who they really? I mean, I feel like
1: John Robinson, mostly John Robinson. You have to think that he wants Des Fitzpatrick to turn to turn this around and make the team. You have N.W.I. Who and Des Fitzpatrick could be
0: the guy that that could be the one the guy that he edges out is Nick Westbrook. So you have these guys, and then you still do which, even though you haven't been hearing much about Racy he gets praise for his special teams play, being a gunner, running down. But out of those guys, who do you take your chances more on of? If you waive them, they're going to clear waivers to be on your practice squad.
1: At this particular point in time, the way that I feel about it is, it's, it's very similar to the way that I felt last week. I believe it was last week that I said this. Um, obviously you've got AJ Brown, Julio Jones, you've got Josh Reynolds, Marcus Johnson, um, and then Chester Rogers. And as the sixth player, you keep um I'm 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 blanking here, racing McMath. I I feel like racing McMath over, over Nick Westbrook as the special teams player because Westbrook would be the special teams player. Race they they kind of have that same role type thing going on. I think you keep McMath because I think he's the better receiver, and then he can still fill that special teams role. And then if, big if, you keep the seventh receiver, if they have a shocking, if for, for some reason they do that, they keep seven, Des Fitzpatrick, not Mason Kinsey, because the, there's a guy that plays the same role that's okay. already two spots ahead so, of him.
0: So here's playing devil's advocate again. One thing I'm going to throw out there. You take and you say you only keep Chester Rogers. What happens if he gets hurt? I mean, you don't know for sure that Cam Batson or Mason Kinsey, if you waive them, that they're going to make it to your practice squad. And even if they make it to your practice squad, another team can still swoop in and pick them up. So then you're down your, your slot receiver and returner.
1: Okay, here would be my response to that. Um, Yes, you would be down your slot receiver, okay? And you would be down a returner. Now, you can fill both of those positions. You you have who someone... You gonna,
0: who you going to fill the returner position with? You
1: have someone on the roster who can fill both of those positions. Uh, now, who? it's not going to be the same player that can fill slot and... Who? You're not going to find that in one player. But Darrington Evans is a hell of a returner. It's hurt. Yeah, but...
0: You're, just saying, listen, if, there's, if you there's a very good chance that he would be back. If you go off right now, okay. Right, well, they're not hurt right now. So if you're going off right now, then you're good. I'm saying if Chester Rogers got hurt right now, Darrington Evans is hurt right now.
1: Well, uh, I mean, if, if he got hurt right now, then I mean, technically, it's before the cut, so they would just keep Mason Kinsey. So
0: here we go. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, technically, <laughs> but you you get what I'm saying. Say Darrington Evans. For I think some there reason, are
1: people that they could put back there that w- could do a decent enough job. That you don't have to, and honestly, I think that Mason Kenzie is a lot more likely than Dez Fitzpatrick to make it to the practice squad. Just being brutally honest, I mean,
0: I, I, I don't know. Mason, I still don't know listen, about that one. Dez
1: Fitzpatrick is taller. He's bigger. He is a more.
0: He's more Ma- of a wide.
1: He's more of an NFL wide receiver. If I, that makes sense,
0: I believe that Mason Kenzie is a better route runner, and I believe that he can make the tougher catches.
1: I mean, I just think that based on the upside of who Des Fitzpatrick is, it just physical-wise, I know that's not a word, but it, it makes sense. Let um, me ask
0: you this. Is the main thing because he's a fourth-round draft pick? I mean, that Because that, I really think about this. Fourth-round draft picks get cut all the time. Here's what I'm going to say. Um...
1: I feel like now. Don't get me wrong. I, I did say that Des Fitzpatrick could have been cut have the, by the second cut, like not not the fifty three, not the cut down to fifty three, but the one before that, the, the cut down to eighty, the cut down to eighty. I couldn't remember exactly what. See, uh, number I, it was. I
0: knew that they wouldn't be gone at the cut down to eighty because the Titans were relatively close there.
1: Right. Um. So I don't know. I just I don't think it's because he's a fourth round pick. I just think that it's because there is so much potential there because of the fact that he is a bigger receiver and that he is more athletic. I just think that teams would be more likely to check a chance on him than they would with Mason Kinson.
0: Again, and that's why this is so difficult when you get down to the bottom of the Titans receivers because there's so many different scenarios that you can throw out there and players who, like we mentioned, they've been playing out of their mind and in my opinion have earned a roster spot, but I, is is there a place for them? So I, I so, have
1: something else that. And sorry, I know I interrupted you. And no, you're you know, good. I, I, whatever. Anyways, um, I I feel like one major point that just sums up the Mason Kinsey versus Des Fitzpatrick thing is that I feel like you can find ten guys like Mason Kinsey with the punctual route running the toughness, the hours and hours of practice that go into making the sure hands that he has. But you cannot teach just athleticism and size like you can punctual route running and mental toughness and uh, sure hands like Mason Kinsey. I feel like you can find 10 guys like that to take a chance on. But if Des Fitzpatrick hits the waivers there's maybe only him and a couple of other guys there Again, to take a chance on.
0: The Titans have a lot of tough decisions coming up, and that's why this game, this Saturday against the Bears, is going to be so important for these guys because they they either need to go out and show why they belong on this team or they're going out to try and build their resume more for other teams that might be looking for someone with their skill set and everyone go down in our comments and let us know who we're going to say give us your six receivers that you think make the titans roster because that's what kind of everyone i think has been thinking is that the titans will keep six so go comment who you think the six receivers will be
1: if you're listening on podcasts go down and leave us a review um or if you can't go down can't you know, whatever. If you don't want to go leave a review or if the platform doesn't have reviews on there, go on Twitter, Titans underscore time. Tweeted us who the six are that you think will end up making the final roster.
0: Yeah. And so moving on from the receivers, because we've talked about them a lot, which, like you said, it's a hot topic. It is. But some good news Aaron Brewer passed his physical. He's back with the team now. Absolutely so amazing that, news. That's one of that, my favorite guys on the on the line that helps out our offensive line depth but now let's switch to the quarterbacks i think this is going to be the last thing i have for the show today me too we have we know that matt barkley is going to be starting this saturday and but vrabel did say that every couple of series they were going to be switching out. out so that's what leads everyone to believe okay this is a real battle. And, and
1: honestly, I really think that the game, I feel like a lot of times practices are what determine whether or not a guy makes the team. I feel like the game is 100% going to be what determines this backup role.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's if, if Logan Woodside has the same trouble that he had against the Buccaneers and Barkley has the same success that he has against the Buccaneers, he's got it wrapped up.
1: I think this is an absolute I mean I mean I, I, and all I have done is went back and looked at the stats. I don't know anything about how the game looked um aside from just a couple of clips that I've seen on Twitter. Um but I I was very against Barkley um before the first preseason game. Um st- I thought last week that Logan Woodside was going to come out secure his spot whatever blah blah blah. Um this is the absolute opportune time for Matt Barkley to secure this backup position. And honestly, I think he has a hell of a chance to go out and do it. So
0: here's what I'm going to say. After the first preseason, preseason game, we got on here, we talked, and given the circumstances of how much Atlanta blitzed Logan Woodside, we thought he played a good game. We thought he'd come out and done what he needed to do. I actually thought but, he
1: had the better first game.
0: But the thing you have to factor into that also is Barkley didn't have that much practice time with the Titans before that game. So he didn't have as much of the playbook that he could dive into. And that's a great point. So going into the second game, like I said, if you look at the stats, Logan Woodside's stats weren't that bad necessarily. But the Titans' offense just was not moving that well with him in at quarterback. Whereas with Matt Barkley, they were moving a lot better. And I think if he comes out and the offense is able to do the same thing with him leading them and Woodside has trouble again, I I think it's going to seal the deal. So let's
1: be – this is just a thought-provoking question, I feel like, that, that just came to my mind. Um, Because a thought that was running in the back of my mind was which one of these guys do you want to take over the team if Ryan Tannehill happens to go down with a season-ending injury? And my thought process behind that, uh, after I thought about that question, was neither one of them, really. So (laughs) here is my my thing is, if something actually happens during the season, are either one of these guys actually, actually other than the game that Tannehill goes down in are either one of these guys actually going to end up playing the rest of the season or would the Titans make a trade for a quarterback if they were still in a good position to make the playoffs
0: man why why are you bringing that question like right at the end here no no, Uh, I'm I'm... not that that's a good question to ask but I think that the Titans would Whatever backup they keep, I believe that they would probably have faith in that backup and try and put it in their hands. And you have to ask yourself, really, I mean, I get what you're saying. If Tannehill goes down, do I feel comfortable with either one of these guys going in? As of right now, you know, probably not. You know, we would have to, I mean, really we would have to see how they do. Say Tannehill goes down in the first half of a game. Right and Barkley or Woodside, whoever whoever the backup is, comes in and they do a good job against that starting defense of whoever they're playing, that can give you some hope. Right. There. Because right now we've mainly just been seeing them against other backups. Not to take anything away from backups, because these guys have been good enough to make it to the NFL. Exactly. So it, it's a tough question, but it's... It comes down to if they get called on a little bit, who do you feel more comfortable with, who you think would do better. As of right now, I'm leaning more towards Matt Barkley. Yeah,
1: and I am too. Um,
0: I just feel like the the reason that that question
1: popped into my head is just because, you know, if if it's closer to the end of the season and obviously it would have to be before the deadline, whatever – um, but if the Titans are in a good spot, looks like they might make the playoffs. They're playing great. I don't want to be going into the playoffs with Matt Barkley. I don't want to be going into the playoffs with Logan Woodside. Obviously, don't hope that situation happens, but um, in my opinion. But
0: here's, here's the other thing. If that's the case, say Tannehill were to say for some reason he were to go down at the end of the season right before the playoffs, you can't trade for a quarterback Yeah, then. I mean, you're past the trade deadline. So, so which I mean,
1: one of these guys do you want to? That, I mean, that is the question that you have to answer. Who are you comfortable with leading the team into the playoffs if Ryan Tannehill goes down?
0: Um, like like I said, that's a good question, and I think the guy that we're going to have is Matt Barkley. I mean, that that's all I can say right now. But honestly,
1: I, it's it's a, it's really still a toss up until after this it, next game.
0: It is, but I think that Barkley is going to go into this game and end up winning this quarterback two battle and one last thing i do want to throw out there is talking about the bears we're going to see justin fields for the entire first half against us he's starting for the bears now i don't know about you but i'm pretty excited about this see how the titans pass rush does against him you know he he come out after his first preseason game and he was like man the the game seems kind of slow out there to me. This last preseason game, he got smacked. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people kind of made a meme about that and we're like, does the game still seem slow to you? <laughs> Cuz I mean, this guy came out of nowhere and just put the hammer down. I uh,
1: I mean, it sounds very similar to another guy a couple of years ago that said that the game seemed slow to them and that it seemed easy. Um and that, that was Leonard Fournette, and obviously he's still having a decent career, but he's not Der- he's not Derrick Henry, you know. So um, I am interested to see Justin Fields and how, honestly, just how the whole defense does with um, a quarterback that's as mobile as he is.
0: Yeah, that that's one thing I'm excited to see because, again, we have Kyler Murray coming in for week one. Then even though he's a little bit older, doesn't maybe move as much, you have Russell Wilson week two. Well, he has to move because there's His offensive line. 15 people in the, in the backfield <laughs> all the time. So, I, I'm excited for that. Even if we – we've been seeing most of our starters on defense for at least a couple of drives. So, it's going to be interesting to see if they're the ones out there to start the game and, like you said, how they do against a quarterback that's more mobile.
1: And we're getting – just one step closer to week one, regular season.
0: We are. And starting next week, we'll know the 53-man roster. There we go. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns
1: going into that, so I'm interested to see how it how it gets cut down. And I'm sure, um, well, I, 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 don't, I don't know yet, actually. I was going to say that. <laughs> never mind. Let's just, uh, do you have anything else to talk about?
0: I don't think I have anything else.
1: Well, uh, thanks for watching. This has been Titans Time, and as always, Ta